The following recording is a presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Rohnert Park, California, and of Pastor Val Mark Smith. We are an independent Baptist congregation committed to the accurate presentation of the historical doctrines of the faith. We welcome your visit to our services anytime here in the Rohnert Park area. I can remember I was born and raised up in a community that did not know the true God. Until that age, when I had just immediately gone through a decision to become a tribal man, one of the evening I was just walking by our village market, there was a street preacher preaching and passing out tracts. So I took one and took it home. So at home, I was reading it for the first time. And let me tell you, it really got hold of me when I read a uh, that it had the writing from uh, Psalms 118 verse 173. Uh, I have gone astray like a lost ship. So when I read that explanation, they really got me. And I started asking myself, where am I going? Eh? And those when things got me, and uh, there was a prayer down there, setting prayer, I just prayed that prayer. And from there I walked on to go look for a Pastors who I had just known in the, in the village and I shared with them my experience and they prayed with me, they invited me to church. I started going to church. Let me tell you, uh, when my now, my, my people heard that I'm saved, they loved me to scorn. They said, wow, it's just joking. They gave me one, one week. I went through one week, they gave me one month, they said let us see after one month, then one year, then it let us two years, and right now they still see me uh -huh, growing more stronger in the Lord than even when they had expected. And my people, most of them they were, this, uh, they believe that their God lives in the crater of a nearby mountain called Mount Elgon. So, nowadays I don't see them doing it, but in some years back, once every year, they could just climb up the mountain with the gods to go and sacrifice unto their God. And let me tell you, since from day one, I accepted Jesus Christ. I never joined their things. I never uh, went to their doings, their cultural things, ceremonies. Never attended. And they know me. Like my stepfather, he used to brew this alcohol, uh, uh, African alcohol. So... Whatever I go to his house, when it's brewing, that thing won't be good, okay. It'll just be ruined and go pour them out. So every time I go there when it's brewing, he just asks me, don't come to my home. You just stay there. I'm coming to talk to you from there. Because I know. <laughs> because he knows the danger. Once I go there, his things will not uh, will work. And not in my home only. Several homes. I have just gone with my friends when we are just going say, no, that man in a white shirt should not be, it's not allowed here. Our people does not want him to come. Eh? And I know why they don't want me to come. Eh? So we pray. So that people, such a kind of people, things happening. But once God has changed you, God does not test, do things in testing. He does what he knows that he is doing. And does once for all. So, that's why salvation is once for all. And any born-again Christian will agree with me. He can at least see the difference. What he was before salvation and what is now after salvation. 
And if one does not at least recognize this, uh, the difference between the two lives, then I don't think if this uh, my dear brother and sister is truly saved, you have to see that difference. Here we find Apostle Paul uh, talking to the church in Ephesus, and this is what he told him. Uh, let me speak about uh, the transforming power of God in the next few minutes, and then I'll turn the meeting to Pastor uh, to wind up for us. Here we see the Apostle Paul talking to the church in Ephesus, and these are the words that he had uh, to tell Liz Ephesians, and as you know very well that uh, Ephesians was uh, one of the prison epistles the Apostle Paul wrote after uh, hearing what was going in this church and say, and the, uh, chapter 2, verse 1 through verse 10, and you and he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past ye walked according to the cause of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that you now work it in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the last of, the, uh, of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even, uh, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved, and had raised us up, together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us uh, through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man surely boast. For we are his workmanship, created in, his, in Christ Jesus, and good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. And that's the word of God. Father, thank you for this time that uh, you can bring us together purposely, Lord, to share from your word. Thank you for allowing me, Lord, to stand before your dear children to share this, uh, what I'm about to share. Bless them as they remain attentively to listen to what I'm sharing. It is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Here we see the Apostle Paul warned Ephesians to know how God demonstrated his power in their lives. He wanted Ephesians to know that God's power quickens anyone who believes in him. This is what the Apostle Paul wanted. You know, sometimes it's very good to be reminded, although you know something, but you keep on being reminded of something that has just happened. And the more you keep on being reminded of something that has happened to you, it causes you or it makes you to be deep-rooted in that thing. And nothing can be able now to pull you 
from uh, uh, your position. Many times we people forget to know because they have no time to talk about uh, the experience and salvation, fellowships, eh? testimony of what God is doing or what God has done in your life. So it is good because there are people times who want to hear what we are going through or what we have gone through for them to be convinced that these people, what they have believed, believed is true. And now if you have gone through the same experience and you don't have time to share, how will people know? Because they are not angels to know what we have gone through. It is up to us to open our mouth and share with them about experience. And then these people will be reminded. Or those who have not been saved, they will know that, of course, they start examining themselves and see where they are. So the Apostle Paul here wanted these people, wanted, to, uh, wanted these people to know that those who had believed in God, Jesus' power had quickened them, make them alive. Now they are alive for the cause of Christ. And if they were alive because of Christ, now they were supposed now to do things that worthy a Christ-like person. Paul talking of, him, uh, of his, himself. How he met Jesus on his way to Damascus to arrest and pursue the church of Jesus Christ. The experience he went through. And so many other people, me included, I always remember where he took me from and where the fire has just brought me and where I am now. So sharing, this is what the people really want to, uh, to hear outside there. Because of the transforming power of God, we must entirely, entirely depend on him. You know, if you have not tasted and found how sweet Jesus Christ is, or his words are, then it is just useless for you to fall. But once you have tasted and found how sweet Jesus Christ is, there is nothing can distract your attention from following him. There's nothing can stop you from doing his will. Or praising him. Because you, yourself, you have that experience. It's like testing the honey. Once you test the honey, you'll just not do it once. You'll need to go keep on doing it because it's very sweet. So Jesus is more than honey. How does God demonstrate his power in our life? We see here. Point number one. Who we were before we was saved. That's worth always to remember. Who we were before we were saved. Then verse 1 through 3. Here we see. 1 through the verse 1. Our state. We were dead in sins. We were dead in sins. As the Bible says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the wage of sin is death. So we all were dead. And because of the love of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, loved us 
And then he gave himself to come and die that shameful death on cross because of you and me. He knew our state. And he and you had he quickened who were dead in trespass and sins. We were in sins and dead in sins, but because of Jesus Christ. Verse 2, our walk, wherein time passed, we walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worked in the children of disobedience. Our walk before Christ wasn't all that good, well-pleasing unto God. Anybody who has not been saved, I don't know, here in America, because of the government laws, sometimes restrict people from not doing uh, what they were to do, because they fear maybe going to jail. But in Kenya, where people are not followed, they do what they want to do. If you happen to come to Kenya, uh, sometimes and walk in the villages, and see these guys who have not accepted Jesus, the kind of the life they live, mine, you will live to cry. You live to cry. And that is why. Sometimes people say, Wilson, why do you have the Bible school? We have the Bible school because we have so many people. If we don't at least be an example to them, share with them this message, these people are headed to destruction. That is why. And we see, we see, we walk, we see, we read the reports from schools. What is happening just uh, two weeks ago? Just the girls' schools. All these girls were involved in the smoking, burn, drinking alcohol, doing messing, bad, doing things, bad things. Just young girls of 14, 13, 14, 15, maybe 17. So when such a kind of things happens, these young little children doing such a kind of things, it really hurts. And as we, who knows the Lord and who knows where we are going, and who knows the love of God. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So when we think of the love of God for these people. So we pray and say God use us. God help us that uh, we can reach these people for the change of their life and their hand. So, in time past, people even do not have trust. They do their own things. Our lifestyle, verse 3, our lifestyle, as I've just mentioned, those people are still living worldly life. Their lifestyle is not at all attracting. Not good at all. To us who are saved, to us who love the Lord, so now we need to live a different lifestyle from the one we lived before we knew him. So that those people are still outside. When they look at us, they can praise our Lord. Because we are imitating Christ. We are the light of the world. We are the letter to be read by the world. When they see us, they say, this man is a man of God. There are people who don't have the Bible. So to us, <coughs> in Africa, we are the Bible to those people who don't have the Bible. When they look at us, 
they want to look everything. As I've been telling, we're telling pastor when we were uh, getting our lunch this afternoon. In, in America here, you can easily start a church and then uh, do good with it than in Africa. Africa, we have so many people who are busybodies because they don't have anything to do. So they keep on monitoring people's life. And for anything that they know it's contrary to the man of God, if you do it, then you will never have time to preach uh, around there. We have gone to the funeral. Uh, when we the funeral, uh, uh, we go to the funeral. Every pastor who goes there is at least respected to be allowed to say a few words there. I have seen a number of pastors where they stand that shut down with the people. When we want to do the ordination, we allow people to come in, and then have the the pastor who want to ordain come behind the pulpit, and then we have a team of people that uh, say ask questions, and then we have the representative from the government who will take that. Uh, in fact, it's the lawyer for the government who wants to see how the process is done, and uh, then the other public comes in. So with us in our fellowship, I thank God. The old guys we have ordained, we have never had any problem. Somebody may be complaining against them. But these other churches, I have heard. Once the pastor now started being questioned, then people say, no, that one is not the pastor. He did this, he did this, and he's doing this. Because these people know everything about other people. So our lifestyle should at least reflect our faith to those people who do not know us. Because we don't have anything. If you are saved like uh, by Allah, like uh, maybe a siren, if you get saved and then something comes here, then wherever you move, people know uh, this person said, no, neither are we prophets or neither uh, uh, angels to know. But our actions, our lifestyle, the way we behave, the way we handle ourselves before these people, unless they know who we are. So our lifestyle, we were. Eh? It must be a changed one. We did not please God in our state, our walk, or our lifestyle. And now, because we are saved now, we have to please God. Nobody else but God. And our whole duty as the dear children of God is pleasing God, wherever we are. Let the, our, our, our Lord be glorified through our life, through our work, and through whatever we do. And if we do that, our Lord will be glorified. Uh, prove and show how we did not please God in our work and our lifestyle before we were saved. Then we come to point number two. What God did while we were still sinners. Number one, we have seen what we were before we were saved. Now, now, what God did while we were yet sinners. God loved us. God loved us with his great love. Verse, verse 4. But God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. You see, while we were still, we were still sinners, still God loved us. And by so doing, he sent his only son to come on Calvary on our behalf. What a great God we have. Think of 
is love. How many times have you, people offended you? And then you say, because he has offended me, what I've done, I've just cut my relationship with him. I don't want to hear anything from him. I don't want to do anything from him. But still, think of us doing all things we did. And still God say, I love you. And I'm going to give out my own son because of you. Oh. What a wonderful God we have. We have a wonderful God. God who loves us. God, while we were still sinners, this is what God did. God made us alive in him. Verse 5 and 6. Still God loves us. Our God demonstrates his power and love in us now. Because of his great love for us. At Calvary, God displayed his love for men. Our God has demonstrated his love and power in our lives and in our ministries. Having seen what God did in our life, let us now look at who we are now in Christ. Who we are in his eyes right now. Let us see verse 7 and 10. We are the object of God's grace. We are the object of God's grace. That in his ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Through Christ Jesus. See, we are the object. Also, outsiders can see. Our neighbors can see. And then thank God for us. Thank God for what God has done in our life. Sometimes it's very hard. Like back home in Africa, where we get mixed up people. People who just crept in the Bible, describe them that people crept in secretly to come and spy the liberty we have that they may destroy it. There are such a people who do come, who brings the confusion in the church. And do all that they want to do. And the very people, that the first people to walk outside the church, go tell people that we are saved. We love the Lord. And yet their action does not match with their testimony. We call them professors of faith, but not possessors of faith. So we have these people who want to go out professing, telling, saying, how much, oh, but yet, their action denies our Lord Jesus Christ. Always, the Lord should help us know who we are and be proud of what Jesus has done in our life. And all of that. Brethren, our service to our Lord is not in vain. One day we are going to stand before him and we shall be rewarded 
of the good and faithful service we are rendering to him. I know there are people who have left everything. Yesterday, when uh, Brother Gary was taking me around, see this beauty of this country, then just imagine, how can somebody live a beautiful country like this one? Go to the third world, live where there are no good roads, no good bed, no running water, most full of mosquito, and live there. Live a country like this one. This is just a strong calling and uh, faithful obedience to the voice of God. Otherwise, nobody can like to do that. There are people who have sacrificed themselves, even their life, for the cause of the cross. Why? They know that there is a day they have to be rewarded when we stand before the Lord. So our labor has not been in vain. We know that people who have not even gone out for the mission work, but because of their prayers, because of their support, somebody is in the mission field serving the Lord. And one day, all of us, we are going to be rewarded. Those who went and those who supported, those who go, and those who prayed, all we shall be rewarded. We are special unto God. And let us not minimize that call that God has called us to do. Always let us be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit and do what is well pleasing Him because our whole duty is to please God but not men. God bless you and thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Ronan Park, California. If you would like further information about our church, please feel free to call us at area code 707-584-7275 or write to us at Berean Baptist Church, 6298 Country Club Drive, Ronan Park, California, 94928. Additionally, you may visit us on the World Wide Web at www.bebaptist.org.